Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for episode 54 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. My name is Ed Gandia. And this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. As a reminder, you can find detailed show notes to this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 54. Today, we're talking about a topic that I really haven't addressed much in this podcast and in much of the content that I've put out there. And there are many facets to this topic, but I'm going to be addressing one very specific one today with my guest. And the topic is getting your articles out there published in industry publications, whether print or online, doesn't matter, not for pay, but for publicity. And, you know, getting your stuff published out there in the right publications has a number of huge benefits. For one, it helps position you as a thought leader. In other words, as an expert in your industry, as a, as someone who knows what they're talking about in, in their niche, in their domain, and so forth. It also helps expose you to prospects who may not have heard about you otherwise. So it's not just a credibility thing, but it's an exposure thing as well if you do this right. Now, the interesting thing is I find most freelance business writers and commercial writers shy away from the strategy altogether. And some don't understand the benefits of writing these pieces without direct compensation. Many of them come from a world where you get paid for uh, for getting your articles published in publications. And so they, they're not quite sure how to, how, what to think of, of this model. And uh, so that's one group. Another big group of people think they're just not qualified. And I think we all have that to a certain extent, right? We're not sure. We don't think we're the ones. We don't think we're ready. We don't think we have what it takes. And um, many of those who try just give up way too early. So then that's the third group. Uh, and what what I'd like to do in this podcast is show you how someone who, you know, wasn't sure if, if she was qualified uh, wasn't sure how much she should try, went for it anyway, and had success. And her name is Julia Borghini, and she is a freelance writer and web content specialist who writes for technology companies, typically in the B2B space. And Julia recently landed a huge publicity win with Social Media Examiner, which has given her great exposure. And in this discussion, she explains how she went about it, what it took to get her article accepted, in what she's learned from that experience. So let's get right to it, and I'll come back with some announcements at the end. Hey, Julia, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Ed. Well, it's, um, you know, we, this came about, for those of you who, who weren't in here a little bit earlier, which none of you were, uh, Julia and I connected last year at a conference, and, um, you know, we, we started talking about some ideas regarding thought leadership, and she emailed me recently, said, man, you know, I had this huge win, and right away I asked her to, to if she'd be willing to come into the show, because this is a, a topic that I get asked qu quite a bit about, but... Um, we really haven't addressed it in, in the show yet. So um, we're, we're specifically talking about, you know, landing guest spots and in, uh, in major 
publications and specifically her win with a major online blog. So but before we get into the story, Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, what types of clients you work for, that sort of thing. Okay, well, I am a freelance writer and web content specialist, specifically for technology companies. And uh, I mainly write for B2B companies, business-to-business ones, but I have written as well for uh, B2C companies as well, just technology, because I I like to say that I'm a geek and I like to figure out uh, how technology works. I like explaining that kind of stuff to people. Um, Mainly, I I do web writing. So uh, that would be um, website content, corporate blog blogging, social media, uh, case studies, that kind of stuff. Uh, lately, it's been a lot of corporate blogging and uh, PR, oddly enough, uh, press releases and things, especially with the B2B companies as they are realizing that uh, even though they sell to other companies, that they are still talking to people. So <laughs> the corporate blogging mm-hmm. is, uh, has become very big and just uh, even making their the rest of their messaging a lot more personable. So, Okay, okay. So... Um... Just so we understand, like where you are in your business, and, and you know how typically you track business and clients to you. How have you traditionally found your your clients, the clients you've worked with so far? So far, I've done it uh, with three three main ways, Ed. Um, the first is actually through referrals in my writing network. So these are other. Uh, writers, copywriters, friends um, around the world that uh, that I know that uh, we've been passing along a few uh, assignments, whether it's because of scheduling or just maybe the topic or specialty wasn't for them. So that's been uh, so that's been a big one. Uh, the second has been with my own business blog on my website, which is spacebarpress.com if you're interested. Um, and uh, so I blog there regularly. I've been a little remiss lately as I've been uh, busy, but um, that is also syndicated through two other websites, uh, which is business2community.com and socialmediatoday.com. So every time I post on my site, on my blog, it goes directly to uh, to those other sites as well. So that gets a lot of visibility. And uh, I found a couple of clients there. I think one of, one of my biggest clients actually found me through a post. I think it was on business to community And then is uh, online connections and by that i mean um through places like uh, job boards or even linkedin so um it's you know i don't like to say just straight social uh, social media but it's because it is just more uh, connecting online in various places so to give you an example um i was looking on i think it was the uh, pro blogger job board uh, they were looking for a poster for somebody to write um articles on MySQL, which is a database um, type. And now I'm not a database administrator. I don't know much about MySQL. However, because I I write about technology, I I took a chance and just emailed the the poster just to see if, you know, they needed just some other writing. And uh, turns out that they did have other properties. It ended up being a marketing agency that was looking specifically for writers for one of their clients. But um, when we were chatting, We've just basically kept in touch, and just recently we've gotten connected again. And uh, through my uh, my marketing efforts this month, I've been doing a big push, and uh, we got reconnected again. And hopefully, I'll be doing some work for for his agency, actually, not for one of his clients. So it uh, it's really just online places. So whether it's LinkedIn, for example, I've been reaching out to my current connections, uh, chatting with them, that kind of thing, and uh, getting connected with uh, with people there as well. 
Sounds like you do quite a bit of uh, online networking, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, I do. Mainly because I'm targeting technology companies, they're always all over the the latest and greatest uh, shiny technology thing, uh, social media thing, online uh, platform and whatnot. So it, quite honestly, it's just easier to get them there. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's easier to talk to them there, at least get the introduction. It's not, I don't always uh, do everything online, but at least to get the introduction there uh, online. Hey, Julie, I'm going to stop here real quick just because I'm getting an echo. Um, do you have earbuds or earphones handy? I do. I do. Hang on one second. Because what's happening is my voice is going in through your mic and yeah. recording twice. No problem. Yes, I never know because I, I got a new laptop recently, and usually it's it's quite good and it doesn't do that, but sometimes it does. So hang on. Yeah. Because I don't like my headset, so here we go. <laughs> uh, no worries. It's, I'll, I'll just cut this out. <clears throat> of course, now I've got to find where are all the, uh, the plugs on my new laptop here. Hang on a second. Da, da, da. Hang on one second, Ed. Ed, can you hear me? I hear you. Per oh, so you got a headset. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, now you're in stereo. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Let me see. Can you say something, Ed? Yep. Testing, testing. One, okay. two, three. All right. Good. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give it a, a couple seconds of silence and then I'll move to the next question. Okay. So let's let's talk about the thought leadership because that's one way I like to describe what you've done here and what we're going to be talking about today. You know, the anything around just getting your name out there, positioning yourself as a, as an expert. Uh, and in your case, um, this is about guest blogging. You landed a great gig with a major uh, blog. And first, tell us a little about your motivation for for doing that. Well, it's a very simple one, Ed. It's that uh, I want my prospects to come to me. I don't want to have to always go chasing after them. So uh, anything I can do that gets them, uh, that gets my name in front of them, gets my uh, my expertise in front of them, is uh, is the way I, I'd like to have my business work going forward. So <laughs> makes sense, right? It's uh, I mean, you're always going to be doing a little bit of proactive prospecting, but if you can get some people to come to you, exactly, that's always that's always smart. So let's let's talk about first um, who you went after right who, who you landed this gig with and walk us through how you went about this because this wasn't like a overnight thing 
No, definitely not. In fact, I have a, a group of copywriting friends that I meet with regularly, and they kept asking me every month, you know, what's it coming out? When's the article coming out? Because it did take several months. Um, yeah, the uh, publication that I got uh, my article on was Social Media Examiner, which is at socialmediaexaminer.com. If uh, the listeners want to go take a look at it. And um, yeah, I wanted to get, because uh, I have written some, uh, I have written quite a few social media articles for my own business blog. And uh, so I wanted to get one uh, on Social Media Examiner. And, uh, and I actually also curate a lot of their content as well on, uh, through my Twitter feed. So, uh, so I do know that they, uh, they have great writers that, uh, that do produce um, uh, articles for them. And they have quite a variety of, of, uh, of people that write for them as well. So quite frankly, I thought I had a good shot since I knew they took a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. so, it, it, so walk oh. us through the process that you went through to, to get in there. So yeah, I basically just went to the website, I hunted around to see if they had, uh, if they took uh, guest posts first off. Um, uh, they did. They actually have a, a separate page for that, and uh, they actually have a form as well that you fill in. Uh, you need to send in your name, you know, so a couple of online clips, that type of thing, and then the editor takes a look at that and uh, then decides whether or not you get uh, you get inside and get to, uh, asked to write an article for them. So that's what I did. I just I filled it out. I uh, put links to uh, two or three of my online clips. They had to be articles about social media in one one form or another. And uh, so I sent those in and I think I heard back from them within about five to seven business days. Uh, the editor the editor wrote back and said that uh, she liked my writing, my, my style and the topics that I wrote about and invited me to submit queries to her for uh, for the site. So this this was where the, the big the big lengthy process uh, kicked in because I had I had already prepared about three or four topics that uh, that I thought they might like, so I sent that to her uh, just in an email. I didn't do like a big formal letter like I know some uh, some magazines and whatnot require. I just sent a, a an email with the information in there, the topics, you know, a, a really rough three point outline of what I was going to talk about, and uh, then she replied back a couple of days later. You know, she said. Out of the three, she liked one of them, so I thought, okay. But she didn't like it a lot. She thought the idea was okay. So then I basically kept submitting more queries um, to her. So uh, based on her feedback, I would I would modify my query a bit, and uh, um, excuse me, and uh, then just keep pitching her. So I think in total, Ed, I sent her. I think it was about eight or ten queries or you know topics uh, for articles, and uh, the ones she didn't like, I actually kept for myself, and I've been right going through them on my own business blog, so it wasn't it wasn't done for nothing. But then finally, after so it was about eight to ten um, eight to ten queries. Oh, it was probably a good month month to six weeks before she finally uh, said, okay, I like this one, write it. So so that was uh, so that took yeah couple months then I wrote the article sent it in um, I think I had about four to five weeks to write the article because they've got a because they produce a lot of content on the site they've actually got a very good editorial calendar and editorial process so after she gave me the okay I had about four or five weeks to write the article submit it and then uh, she reviewed it and then sent it to their editor so for proofreading and copy editing that that took a long time as well and I don't know how much time they actually spent on my article because uh, their pipeline I suspect is pretty long is pretty huge so uh, but then after 
after that, I'm just trying to think, you know, I should have written down the dates, but I didn't. But at any rate, the, the whole time from when I submitted the article to when it published was, it was either three or four months, I believe, because I had submitted it, I think, just before the holidays, and it came out in, I think, February or March. So it was, yeah, it was a good three or four months before it actually came out. So, so yeah, definitely not an overnight thing. Mm-mm, no, definitely not. Yeah, and, and and I think this is pretty typical of, of a lot of these bigger publications. Uh, it's This is not the kind of thing they make decisions on uh, overnight. No, exactly. They, they take a long time to look at the article and, and edit it and everything. And I suspect as well for Social Media Examiner, because I know they do have an editorial calendar, they have to find also the right slot to put the article in. So it's not just a matter of, you know, oh, great, it's finished editing, we'll publish it right away. They might actually be doing, you know, a series on that particular topic, that kind of thing. So that could have also uh, uh, explained the delay as well between when uh, they finished editing it and when they actually uh, published it. Yeah, and I actually see that as a good thing. You know, it. I think there should be a vetting process. I think it should be hard. All those things that you might look as challenges, and I know you feel the same way, Julia, is is a good thing for you because the people who do get through, that means it's a little more exclusive. You know, they're trying to maintain a level of, of high quality, and it's not just Social Media Examiner. It's many publications out there, and those are the ones you really want to go after. But, you know, I just want to make sure that this is clear, right? You didn't just randomly select them. I mean, obviously, this is one of the ones you follow. You, you're sharing a lot of their content. You admire them. But... Uh, I think we need to make sure this this comes across is a lot of people who read that publication could be potential prospects for you. And I think it's one of the most important things, correct? Yes, exactly. Because it's not just marketers that uh, or writers that read the, the, this particular site. It's also uh, people who work at companies that could potentially hire me as well. Yes. <laughs> so that that's actually the first thing. You know, if I were going about this today, I'd be starting with publications where your your read that your readers actually digest and consume. Otherwise, you know, I mean, there's some value in getting your name out there in a big name publication for sure, but. You really want to have kind of that one-two punch, the fact that it's also relevant and it's uh, your, your prospects are actually there. Yes, exactly. And, and especially in my case, because I write for technology in general, I don't have a particular market or uh, uh, you know software versus hardware or whatever. It's, it's a little more difficult for me to find publications where I can get my name in front of, the, in front of these potential uh, prospects. So publications like Social Media Examiner are good because you get a bit of a varied uh, audience and uh, I can actually find, uh, find the person I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. All right, so this all happened uh, via email, right? You you, you went to see uh, to, to their side to see if they took contributing articles. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, you found the name of the person, what they how they want you to approach them, and you followed those guidelines. And this is all done via email. Yes. Correct. They had a, they, a social media examiner has a form on their site. You fill out initially. That goes to the editor. Then the editor does uh, sends the email back. And right away, they even had sent right when she had accepted my uh, accepted me to submit the article. She had sent over their guidelines, their writer guidelines, and uh, so that's like things like style guides, all that kind of stuff. So you know what they bold, what they don't bold, all that kind of fun stuff, and uh, just the, the and also a quick um, primer on how they do uh, images, that kind of thing as well. Okay, so so that's good. You know, follow their guidelines. Contact them the way they want to be contacted. You know, there's no um, there's no point in trying to go around it and trying to get creative. These people have a process down. 
Exactly. Um, and, you know, you're only going to turn them off if you try to do this differently. So, uh, and, and these publications need content. I think it's something a lot of people forget, right? I mean, they have a, a very defined need for steady quality content. So it's not like you're trying to sell them something they don't need. No, exactly. And it's funny because at, at one point I had actually, I, I thought, oh, please, they're not going to actually take me in there just because they do produce so much content and, and there are names that I recognize going by, you know, so I thought, oh, please, they're not, they're not going to take me. But as you just said, they do need content. They also do want to get new writers on, on their masthead and on the, the site. So they do actually want to get uh, different people in uh, writing for them. So yeah, they were, uh, that's why they've actually, they actually have a form on the site. It's a separate page. A lot of other sites, it's just, uh, you know, one line at the bottom. If you want to write for us, you know, send us a quick email, but they actually have a very formalized process and, uh, uh, procedure to, to follow. So let's let's talk about uh, results so far. I know it's it's very early, but um, have any inquiries come out of this this specific guest post? Uh, any tangible results so far? I've had um, I had a whole bunch of uh, social media shares of the article. So it uh, so that was actually kind of great. I actually had a, a number of uh, uh, comments as well, especially because. And this was actually something I did want to mention after we were, we were talking, Ed, is that uh, because of the length of time from when I submitted the article to when it was published, a couple of things actually changed because I was reading, it was an article about, um, about LinkedIn company pages. So in the interim, um, LinkedIn decided to change part of their functionality. So one of the points in my article was no longer valid when it actually got published. So what was great was that... Uh, um, the editor was really good. I, I contacted her and suggested that she slot in just a, an author's note in there because I was getting a lot of comments about, oh, you know, Julia, that this thing is wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's just a quick caveat. That's just the nature of technology. I mean, it changes so fast. Look, they, you know, <laughs> by exactly. the time your your article gets posted, it's uh, some of it is no longer relevant. Exactly. So yeah. So I was. So a lot of the the comments, unfortunately, were you know pointing at me, going, "Hey, you got this wrong." But <laughs> that's okay because that means that people read the article, so that's fine with me. But uh, I did get a lot of um, a lot of shares and social media thing. Uh, you had over you know, a thousand, likes. right? Over a yeah. thousand. It was, I think it was, uh, I checked this morning and it was over 1,600 retweets on Twitter. It had uh, just over 1,000 shares on LinkedIn, over 700 likes on Facebook, over 300 on uh, Google+, and a whole bunch uh, of times it was shared through uh, through Buffer. So yeah, I was rather shocked actually to see the numbers keep climbing. That's great. Because I had to go in and, and, and answer all the comments and everything, so I would see the numbers change every time. So it was, uh, so it was great. So I actually made a lot more a lot of contacts um so whether that was because i do a lot of social media marketing i got a lot of uh new followers on twitter i also got a lot a lot more connections on linkedin as well um and i started kind of rooting around trying to find how they how they found me uh, on linkedin it ended up being because of the article and uh uh, so n- no concrete, you know, here's a check because I got a new client kind of result. But uh, that was that was actually not my main goal with this exercise. It was to start developing uh, my authority, my expertise online so that when people do see my name or if I do happen to send them an email, that they recognize me and, and remember, oh, yeah, Julia wrote that article. She's actually really good. OK, let's talk to her. So it was uh, so it's good that way. I'm, I'm getting a lot more uh, online networking done, I guess, contacts. Well, it, it, here's the thing, right? It's uh, this is one of those marketing strategies where really it, it's anything can happen. 
and I've seen so many different things. I've heard so many different stories. I've experienced it my own, in my own business where the key is just to get out there, get started, because what comes out of it, you can't really predict. And in fact, I think the wrong approach is to go into it having an expectation, a specific expectation, this better turn into one or two new clients, that type of thing, which you, you <laughs> didn't do, which I think was very smart. Um, because what's going to happen is you're, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. You know, you're going to be very, very disappointed. Um, I think you approach it the right way by just putting it out there, doing your very best and just see what happens. I mean, I've, gosh, I, I hear these stories all the time. I had a client who did this something similar, a big publication, nothing came out of it directly. But then a few months later, Another bigger publication saw that they had been published in this other publication, which they follow, and they contacted her, and, and they were the ones pursuing her. They yeah. really wanted her to to do a series of articles, and then that ended up going into a course that they wanted her to develop, and this was paid, a paid gig. Yeah. And then these two things have now turned into clients, but like a year later. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so that's great. you never really know, right? Sometimes it's just a, uh, the fact that you can put it in your bio. You know, I mean, exactly. I've done interviews with with big big publications, and honestly, I didn't care. I didn't expect anything out of it. I just want to be able to to put my, their name in my bio. Exactly. It's always now one of the things I can say, because when you're on this site and a lot of these uh, online publications do something similar, that you, you almost get a URL that collects, it's like a clip file, it collects everything that you've written for that publication. So while there's only one article on there right now, I can at least now send them to that link and say, oh, look at that, Julie's got her name on Social Media Examiner, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And you got to start somewhere. I mean, you started with a big one. And that's another thing I think you, and I admire you for this, Julia, because I think a lot of people would said oh man okay let me start small you know mm-hmm. and and i tell you what you really should pat yourself on the back because you went all the way <laughs> you know i'm gonna go what's the biggest social media publication out there online social media examiner let's go for it and, and it's funny that you say that because i actually didn't even think of it that way because i'm i'm always sharing their content and reading their content to me they're they're not that big you know so i was just thinking oh look at that and, and it was easy for me to even just submit my name because they've got a form i don't even have to open up an email editor or anything you know i was just in my browser i typed it in off i went so it was just kind of funny that uh um that, that, you know, you're saying, you know, you think, and I know it is one of the bigger ones, but it's just, you know, I didn't look at it that way. I just kind of fired it off and said, now eh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, actually, that's another, as I think about it, that's another great point here that I think there's serious value in getting familiar with a publication before you pitch them, right? Yes. Read their stuff, share their stuff and don't do it. See, you went about it the right way that you weren't sharing and reading their stuff because this was your goal to be able to approach them, mm-hmm. which I mean, it can still work, right? But yeah. you did it because you sincerely value their content because you think it's awesome. You like what they're doing. You like what they're putting out there. And then eventually you got the idea to, to approach them. I I think that's beautiful. And and there's something about that. There's like an intangible there that, um, that makes a difference. And I think editors notice that. Yeah, it it is. And it's funny because I I had been noticing just in my own business blogging that a lot of the stuff that I was writing happened to be on social media because I do find that interesting. And it's because... I'm, I spend most of my time there with my own marketing and everything that it just kind of was a natural extension. It made sense to go that way. And, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was great just to be able to, uh, to see how they do it as well. That was also actually interesting for me from, uh, uh, 
you know, for me, my desk here all by myself at my, my home office, it's interesting to see how they are doing it on a bigger scale, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so let me kind of flip this a little bit and ask you, uh, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Oh, good question. Um, what I've done differently. <laughs> yeah, I might have. I might have done it sooner, to be quite frank. That's the, you know, the simplest and easiest one to, uh, <laughs> to say. Well, yeah, I was actually you know? going to suggest that. You know, that now that you know, you know, exactly. it, is this something you would have done sooner? I would. Yeah, I would have if. Uh, because I think when we had started chatting about this at uh, that conference last year, I think that was probably the first time that I was feeling comfortable enough to actually do that and, and approach them. Um, but uh, because I had been thinking about it for a while, so that was probably the, the biggest thing that I, I would have done differently. And also now, it's funny, it's actually on my, uh, my to-do list right now, is to send more queries, now that I know how long it takes, to send more queries right away. So once she accepted that first one, Maybe when I was, you know, writing the the first draft, I might have just sent off another couple of queries to her. So um, I think getting getting back into it and uh, uh, hitting up the same pub the same publication quickly, I think I would have done uh, I would have done differently just because I would have done it, you know, a little more quickly that way. So you're saying you're doing a lot of marketing right now. Uh, are you approaching other publications? Or are you thinking about approaching other publications? Um, tell us a little about that. Yes, I am. I've got, um, I'm, tr I'm trying to figure out my next target, to be honest. I've got uh, kind of a list of maybe three or four that I'd like to, to hit up. And uh, I'm also just trying to trying to figure out uh, the whole influencer marketing a bit more. I'm trying to see how I can write something on my blog that that gets people coming to look at my blog as opposed to looking at my content elsewhere. So I'm just trying to develop a, a, the right strategy to do that. So that'll, again, is another thing that might take a while. So I'm just right now trying to figure out who are my uh, my target influencers that I want to speak to and then uh, then go from there. But I'll do the same kind of process, Ed. I will, you know, look them up, see what, uh, uh, read their content if I'm not already sharing it, uh, see what types of things they write about, uh, start talking to them because I'm actually targeting people as opposed to a, a publication. I'll probably start talking to them a bit on, uh, on their own blogs or sites or through social media as well. Um, and... Uh, also, the second, so I've got that. I've got a couple of uh, sites that I'm trying to target. I actually haven't decided. I would tell you who I'm targeting, but I actually haven't decided yet. So. No, no, and that's that's good. It's But, you know, one thing that, that I'm hearing is that you're being very strategic about it. You're not creating a list of 25 different publications. You know, you sounds like you're targeting or thinking through, like, maybe three or four. Uh, it, you want to make an impact, and it has to make exactly. sense. Exactly. That's that's why I'm also kind of combing through the, the, the influencers, the people I want to talk to, because it's like, well, I don't necessarily want to go after the, the big rock star. But if there's other people that uh, uh, kind of like when we talked about which which sites, online publications to go for, trying to just be strategic and figure out the right uh, the right publications or the right people to go for. And the, the third thing that I'm, I'm doing, just because I've already got my foot in the door with um, business to community and social media today, not only do they syndicate my 
my business blog, but you can also write exclusive content for them. And uh, that gets actually featured more prominently than the, uh, the articles, the posts that they, uh, that they pull from everybody's um, websites and blogs. So I am trying to do, uh, I'd like to actually get on a schedule with that to do like one or two a month for each of those as well. Cause again, it, uh, it gets my name out there and it makes those online connections that we were talking about before. And uh, everybody uh, starts connecting the dots as it were and leading back eventually to me. So <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I guess to, to kind of wrap it up, uh, what um, if, if someone listening is, is thinking about this, if this sounds interesting and, and they're trying to figure out, um, you know, where to start or, or what to do, any, any parting thoughts or advice for listeners who might be considering this? Yes, you bet, Ed. I've got uh, three. Uh, the first is, uh, number one, is reach out to those publications. Give it a shot because you don't know. They might uh, they might say yes. They might say no, but they might give you information as well that gives you um, hints as to what, what makes it a yes the next time. So start you know, reaching out to these publications. Um, then second is to just keep an eye open for any guest writing opportunities. So if anybody's, you know, like I was curating a lot of content from social media examiner and that, you know, the light bulb went on and I said, Hey, maybe they accept uh, contributing posts from, uh, from guest writers. And they did. So start looking for that as you, as you surf the, uh, the internet and uh, you look at, uh, you look at various websites. And the third thing is to keep an ongoing list of topic ideas that you can, you can use for queries because, uh, like in my case, after I submitted my quote unquote application, um, she wanted to have some queries right away back. So I had to make sure that I had those ready to go. So uh, by having a list uh, ready, you're, uh, you can be prepared and uh, send that off within a, you know, a business day or two of actually getting, uh, of getting a yes. That's a, that's a great idea. That last one, I, I tell you, I used to keep a, a word document with ideas. And every time I thought of something, I would, I would go to that document and add to it. Now, because I'm, I don't know where I'll be and I'm kind of in different places and all that, when I, when I get an idea, I want to capture it immediately. Now I do that in Evernote and I yes. have a notebook just for topic ideas for articles and podcasts Yep. and I just capture it there. Or if I'm reading something, I can clip it and say, I could write something like this, but give it a different twist, you know? Exactly. And that's exactly what I do as well. I use Evernote and I've got, I've got a tag that's just ideas because it could be for anything. It could be for my own blog. It could be for a query for somebody else, whatever. So I clip it or I make a note, uh, that kind of thing. And I just toss it into Evernote. And then that way, when it's time to, uh, to pull up stuff, I can just, you know, uh, sort through all the, the things that I've tagged as ideas. And then I can pull things out that way as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Julia, this is, uh, this is great advice and I'm glad you came on the show. Um, and I hope people feel inspired to, to try this because I, I'm surprised at how many people don't do it out of fear or because they're not really sure where to start. So I hope that, uh, this gave, uh, folks, uh, some ideas and some, uh, encouragement to, to give it a go. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, happy to have been on here chatting with you, Ed. And, uh, yes, I hope to, Hope to see some comments there on the uh, on the website for this uh, for this episode and see some links to people's articles because that would be great to see. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you know, I, I'd love to hear. You're right. I'd love to hear from listeners who have tried this. Um, you know, what what has worked for you? What hasn't worked? You know, tell us a little bit about uh, maybe what you're trying right now, and uh, we'd love to get some good discussion started. And before we go, where can listeners learn more about you? What's your site? 
social media and so forth? Yes, you can find me online. My website is spacebarpress.com. The blog is at spacebarpress.com slash blog. And uh, I'm also on Twitter at spacebarpress. Uh, that's where I do uh, most of my tweeting. And uh, yeah, so people can find me online. Well, let's talk. Let's connect. I'm also on LinkedIn if you will find me there just under my name, Julia Borgini. And uh, let's connect and let's chat. Thanks again, Julia. All right. Thank you. Bye, Ed. Well, there you go, folks. Proof that you can get your stuff published out there and get great exposure as a result. Now, obviously, this story is not over. We really don't know what's going to come out of Julia's efforts. But, uh, you know, that what I wanted to point here, point out, was not so much what she's gotten out of it so far. It was just the fact that she was able to go after a big name, big name publication and persist and eventually get her material published. So I hope that inspires you and I hope that shows you, look, you don't have to feel like you're 100% ready before you take action on this idea. I'm telling you, I've tried this in a much smaller scale and it's paid off in a big way. I've also worked with some private coaching clients that have done this in a variety of ways and it didn't take much to get the exposure they needed, not only to build great credibility, but also to gain a couple of clients and also to come across some other opportunities that led to some other big things, including clients, speaking engagements, and so forth. So really the benefits are numerous. I wanted to remind you that you can grab the detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 54. If you enjoyed the show, I'd be very grateful if you shared it with friends. And the easiest way to do that is just to go to the show notes page and use any of the social media sharing buttons that you see there. It would also mean a lot to me if you gave the show a quick rating or a review on iTunes, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, doesn't really matter. The rankings the uh, on iTunes are dependent on these reviews. And, of course, the higher you rank, the more likely it is that the show will appear in front of someone who would have not been exposed to it otherwise. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of seconds to do that if you haven't done so already. And that brings us to the end of the episode. I am your host, Ed Gandia. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.